Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. A lot to talk about today. Can I dive into this SEC announcement with Stoner Cats, Nakamigos, uh, a lot of just kind of craziness going on over there. Die with the most likes, really cool drop from him earlier in the week, and then a lot of friend deck stats. I mean, they just completely uh, keep just going up. Kind of crazy. Let's dive right in. Starting off with a quick market overview. ETH volumes on NFTs up a small bit. Again, not the good kind of volume. Seems like it was more people dumping into bids. About 75% of that volume was on Blur. Uh, and if you look at this chart, the large cap index or the PFP index is back below the prior lows. This is the lowest level we've been at for, I'd say, about two years. So uh, certainly nothing good going on in PFP prices. Uh, really had a lot, you know, V friends yesterday, I talked about it being up 30%, gave some of that back today, more weakness in Milady, more weakness in D gods. D gods has really uh, been falling off and that continued mid cap index, basically flat, a little bit of strength in psychedelics anonymous, but then a lot of weakness in Nakamigos. Uh, and we'll, we'll dive into that in just a minute. Let's look at Frentech volume. This is where the, the liquidity is going. It feels, it feels like we're moving out of NFTs and people are going into Frentech. So much liquidity, uh, and you can see that right here. Overall ETH volumes were at an all-time high for Frantech, well above where NFT volumes were. In terms of total fees paid, almost a million dollars paid to creators. People are always giving me a hard time because I use the word creators. I'm using the word creators. I know it's ridiculous. I know a lot of these creators are just saying GM, but I'm using it anyway. Uh, almost a million dollars of royalties paid on Frantech compares to pretty abysmal numbers there on NFTs. And then as far as unique buyers go, you know, unique buyers were more than 2x as many uh, on Frantech versus ETH NFTs. And I don't have it here, but if you actually look at the charts of Racer, of Levi, of a lot of the absolute top Frantech charts uh, for their keys, they're really all up only. So it's not just activity, but prices are going up and up. Well, you know, my view on this is one of the things that uh, that when I worked at Goldman Sachs, I worked at Goldman Sachs from 2004 to 2012, worked in Asia there, China equities were completely on fire. And you know, my bad, one of my bosses said to me, he goes, it takes a great narrative uh, to form a great bubble. And I think that you have two things going on here. I mean, clearly, I think these prices are getting well ahead of their fundamentals. Uh, at the same time, a lot of people are talking about all these great use cases for the product. And I think they're both actually true. I think you have kind of a bubble forming around something that has pretty good use cases. Uh, and we're seeing them both kind of rise together. But let's get back to NFTs. Talking about art projects here. Most volume was with Distance by William Upon. No surprise as it launched just a day or two ago. Then a few Chromie Squiggle sales and a really nice Vera Molnar trade. Let's look at that. The Vera Molnar trade, 10 ETH. Uh, for this, one of the top sales that she has had in that upper left, a Memories of Chilin. This Hongbao palette tends to be a desirable palette for Memories of Chilin. That sold for 3.4 ETH. We had a Meridian sell for 7.9 ETH, a touch above floor, and then a Distance by William Mapon for 3.9 ETH. One of the highest sales that we have had in that project. Very cool NFT there. So, congrats to all the buyers there. Second thing to talk about, let's talk about Nakamigos and their drop. Nakamigos cloaks. Here's what they originally announced. They just said Nakamigos cloaks. They also had a blog where they kind of went into it. And the thing that was heavily controversial was that they were charging everybody 0.05 ETH for a Nakamigos cloak, including holders. So holders were only getting basically a first shot at this. That was the only privilege for holders. It was actually what happened with Azuki, Azuki and then Beans. You know, everyone had to pay the same two ETH for the elementals, uh, you know, and we saw how that ultimately went, but it was kind of a similar format. So it's not unprecedented, this idea 
uh, of just giving your holders first access, but that only works if the NFT is in hot demand. And I think when you have a 20,000 NFT project and you add 20,000 more, people don't expect that to be in hot demand, especially when there are only 5,000 buyers of NFTs every single day. Nakamigos responded. They reacted. They saw the price go down. They heard the community upset and they changed it. They said that the, the cloaks will be free for holders. So presumably you have 20,000 uh, Nakamigos. They're going to be 20,000 cloaks. Presumably they would go to all the Nakamigos. My guess is that they will require some sort of minting. As we know, a lot of people aren't paying attention and they'll be presumably a handful left over uh, for people who want to mint and pay 0.05 ETH, but a big change there. Let's have a quick look at the art. These are the main characters, different types of characters. And if you look at the blog, they go through a lot of what it all means, different items that are going to be involved. So it has kind of a similar look and feel to Nakamigos, but clearly uh, differences as well. Uh, again, 20,000 new NFTs. Let's look at what happened to the price here. You, know, you can see that the floor was kind of trending in this 0.25 to 0.3, 0.35, all the way up to 0.4 range. When they announced this, it completely crashed. Uh, and you can see that yellow, the, that yellow dot there, that's the median of where the sales were happening, went all the way down to about 0.19 ETH and kind of trended there until they announced the change. And once they announced the change, it pumped back up to about 0.25 ETH. 0.2 and actually got as high as 0 0.3, 0.32 ETH. Uh, but then shortly after that, it fell again. So I think you kind of have a situation here where even when these things go well, even when the community is excited about this, you're starting to get by the rumor, sell the news. Once the drop happens, floor prices tend to fall. So it feels like the community, even with this free airdrop, is starting to say, yeah, I'm not sure uh, if this makes sense for the long term. My basic takeaways, one, is that adding supply has been a very unsuccessful strategy in 2023. I think this was obvious. I imagine that the team was busy preparing it and wasn't quite as in tune with the overall atmosphere environment on Twitter. Um, but I think that even when these things do go well, it still tends to be a buy the rumor, sell the news event. So we'll see if they can find a way to, to, to fight that. Maybe they've talked about different aspects of gaming that could go with that. So who knows, maybe that will be a piece here. And the other thing that's just kind of clear at this point is right now it's just very hard for PFP projects to maintain high value. I mean, we're just seeing one fall after the next. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, it's just a very hard environment right now for PFPs. Next thing to talk about, let's talk about the SEC going after stoner cats. Here is the headline of their news release. They said the SEC charges creative stoner cats web series for unregistered offering of NFTs. Let's have a quick look at what stoner cats are. These are some of the ones that have had pretty high sales. You know, a few sold as high as 55 ETH in the peak bull market. You had a couple for 20, uh, this one for 15 in the lower left. And there's one in the lower right, so for 0 0.03 just a couple of days ago, that gives you a sense more of what the floor kind of, uh, tends to look like, but they're cats and they're stoners. It's uh, pretty easy, obviously. The humans up here apparently have a little bit more of a premium to them. What happened that they actually got in trouble? They raised $8 million, 10,000 NFTs for $800 each. They sold out in 35 minutes. These are the things that the SEC cited as a problem. They said they sold them out so quickly. And I think they kind of insinuated if you sell it that quickly, uh, then you must be promising higher returns or something like that. There were a couple of things here where the SEC kind of dug a little bit into all sorts of aspects of NFTs that may or may not be exactly true. Other things that were seen as problematic, they offered and sold the NFTs as an investment into efforts they had to create a movie uh, and they created a movie or TV, just TV episodes. And, and, and through that, they actually had Ashton Kutcher, Chris Rock, a lot of celebrities behind it. I think that's one of the reasons they went after this. If you look at Impact Theory first and now this, they all have big names behind them. And those seems to be the projects uh, that the SEC has gone after first. The Stoner Cats agreed to pay a million dollars in fines. 
they agreed to destroy all the NFTs in their own possession without admitting guilt. And a couple of things that I found kind of interesting about this SEC statement was they made a bunch, they said a bunch of things that really seemed to just target the industry as a whole. They said the royalties created incentives to encourage individuals to buy and sell the Stoner Cats NFTs in the secondary market. What was interesting here, though, is I don't actually think they went and demonstrated that the project was trying to create fake volatility, trying to pump. Uh, their volatility, trying to pump their transactions to pump the royalties, you know, it tends to be a very bad long-term strategy for any project. Uh, the best thing you can do for royalties is just is just have a project that people want to be part of and and see the price go higher. So they said this; they kind of attacked royalties without showing any evidence that they actually did it. It was almost like the mere existence of a 2.5% royalty meant implicitly that they were out there trying to create volatility. I thought that was kind of an interesting aspect to it. They also really kind of went after NFTs. They said, regardless of whether your offering involved beavers, chinchillas, or animal-based NFTs, under the federal security laws, it's the economic reality of the offering that guides the the determination of what's an investment and therefore a security. So really kind of hitting at the heart of NFTs. uh, And I can only imagine after seeing this, that there'll be more projects that we see come under scrutiny will be interesting to follow that. One thing that was interesting is if you actually look at the price of Stoner Cats, and I pulled this from OpenSea, you can see that you know the, the floor price, this project's been dead in the water. It's been at 0.02 ETH floor for many, many months. And after this news, they pumped all the way to 0.08 ETH. And since then, that pump has dumped a little bit and it's down to 0.04 ETH. But always kind of interesting to see how the market reacts to things like this. Fourth thing to talk about, let's talk about some art. Die with the most likes had a drop. Uh, two days ago, it took me a little while. It called Chub Packs. It took me a little while to talk about it. Here he is, guy with the most likes, celebrating. He says he's through a 12 pack of high gravity. Hope you found the art you needed with the merciful casino lever. Uh, for those who don't know, guy with the most likes, I believe, is in Indiana and it's a lot of really kind of like pr- provocative art uh, that pokes fun at society, kind of gets at the core of living in the Midwest in his experience, and just a lot of kind of interesting stuff. Uh, so very cool to see this project sell out uh, and to see a lot of trades gone in kind of in the secondary market. If you look at Die With Most Likes prior sales, he said sales anywhere from six ETH to double digits. So clearly someone who I think has really started to build a bigger and bigger reputation over the past year. As far as this drop goes, he did through Nifty Gateway. It was $69. You could buy him with credit cards. Nifty Gateway kind of went through a little bit of his work. So I want to go through it here. True to his style and past works, work in this collection combined familiar everyday logos with the obscure to create these satirical gory works as seen here in Filet Mitrion composition of strip malls. He, yeah, he brings beef into a lot of the imagery. He went after, I don't say went after, but he did a lot of stuff that was inspired by Azuki, which you can see here. The drop had 47 different editions. Each one had different rarity. Some were, I believe, just one and some were as much as five. I, I believe uh, that's true and those were the numbers. And the collection evokes a wide range of emotion from joy to sorrow to disgust through the use of familiar imagery while making clever commentary on key themes like consumerism, which is consistent with that with the most likes were. Here are a few of my favorite uh, of the NFTs. This one on the left, a humble beginning where it says, do you want a tip? And it says no tip, but I do want to give a GM. And he's uh, touching that. A beef road, make beef, not war. Uh, So those were three of the many additions that were created. Again, $69 each, raised about $25,000. It looks like one of the interesting things on Nifty Gateways, it said there were just 27 owners. I'm not sure if that's right, but that's what Nifty Gateway says. So perhaps some of the same people bought a whole lot of them and tried to buy the entire collection 
So far, there's been $46,000 of volume and the floor is $95 versus a $69 floor. Again, on Nifty Gateway, a lot denominated in US dollars as you can buy on credit card. So cool stuff there. Congrats to Die With The Most Likes. And then lastly, let's just talk about a couple notable sales. The first, this piece, The Thinker by Alien Queen. Kind of rare for seven ETH, the buyer was ANTXX. Uh, it reminds me of, you know, I, I went to Stanford. At Stanford, there's a a Rodan sculpture of the thinker. And I think that's what this was modeled after. Very cool stuff from Alien Queen. Alien Queen's had a lot of sales uh, in the double digits as well. But times like these, you know, a 70 sale is, is certainly a very nice sale for this market. And lastly, going back to the guy we talk about a lot, because he's just producing so much art and he's climbing to new all-time highs all the time. Elan Derish, Geisha's Path, Check this out. See the animation. 4-6 ETH. Buyer K4KXXX. An all-time high for Elon. So congrats, Elon. Love to see that. That is all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a like. Tell us what you think in the comments. Tell us what you want more of. You know, do you want more friend tech commentary? You want us to kind of stick with NFTs? Key, you know, I try to include art as much as possible. What are the things you like? What are the things you want more of? Tell us in the comments. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Have a great day.